Welcome to the latest episode of Five on the Floor on the Five Reasons Sports Network. Thanks for finding us on your favorite podcast app, whether that's, whether that's Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Podbean, Spotify, or others. We're also on Dash Radio. Download the Dash Radio app for free. Search for Nothing But Net. We're there every single day at 7 p.m. Also, check out the Five Reasons YouTube channel. Plenty of new streaming shows going up there, as well as FiveReasonsSports.com. Make sure you spell that out, F-I-V-E, ReasonsSports.com, for the latest takeaways from Brady Hawk, Chris Chase, and others on South Florida sports. Also check out the great sponsors of the Five Reasons Sports Network. We're really excited about this sponsor. It's a new one. It's a CBD company that was founded in 2019 by a physical therapist to optimize performance and recovery for active people. It's called Therapist Preferred. You can find it at therapistpreferred.com. 100% THC free and third-party lab verified. All products made in the U.S. with cutting-edge technology from organically grown hemp. The most popular products are the CBD sports cream, the strawberry lemonade, and green apple flavored gummies. I got some of those. USDA certified organic tincture. Free shipping on all orders, all orders, and 20% off your order if you use the promo code five reasons, that's the number five reasons and shop now at therapistpreferred.com to do that or follow them at T H R P S T preferred on Twitter. Therapist preferred found at therapistpreferred.com is for active people by active people. And now tonight's episode. One, two, three, four, five. On the floor. Welcome to five on the floor. A daily show on the Miami Heat and the NBA featuring Ethan Skolnick with Alex Toledo and Greg Sylvander, part of the Five Reasons Sports Network. Welcome back to the latest episode of Five on the Floor. I am your host, Greg Sylvander. Uh, with me tonight is Alex Toledo. Uh, no Ethan Skolnick, so while the cat is away, the mice will play, I guess is how that saying goes. Um, so tonight's floor plan, no, hold on the floor plan. Let's go straight to a guts check. I think everybody needs to get a grip. You got to stay together if you got the guts and you don't find the first door and run out of it. There are no obstacles. There's no obstacles. All there are are accusations and opinions. We have done this since 1995. We'll find out what we're made of here. If you got the guts. guts, 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 guts. This is Guts Check with Greg Sylvander. Oh, are you serious? The Heat have shot over 40% from three, three games consecutively. Is Bam Adebayo finding his stride? Did Tyler Hero look a lot better tonight? Did he look polished? Did he look confident? Did he make enough shots? Goran Dragic is looking a little bit better. Slowly but surely we're seeing it. Jimmy rounding into form. I'm feeling good. I feel like this was um, a game where we saw Spo bring out the playoff lineup. Uh, and you can see where Iguodala would sub for KZ. This team is primed for a run. Uh, I think they're going to go 10 and four, at least maybe even 11 and three. I am picking up steam. I am pumping the sunshine, as they've said on Twitter. This was a. Um, back-to-back defensive dominant efforts and have the guts to fit, to see it through with this team. They're getting into a four or five seed and uh, let's do this. We got a white hot playoff run coming uh, really, really soon. 
but let's get to tonight's episode. So um, back to your regularly scheduled programming, uh, the Miami Heat ended up uh, really routing the San Antonio Spurs 107-87 uh, in San Antonio, a place Miami rarely wins, uh, led by Bam Adebayo. This dude was just killing it. Alex, you are much better at this X's and O's stuff. Uh, so I'm going to lean on you heavy when we get into what Spo did defensively tonight, because I feel like he really switched some things up that was super interesting to watch. But let's start with Bam, um, and we're going to touch on Hero too. Just seeing Bam, like, it felt like he shot more than 12 times, right? Like, this this was a Bam game. This is absolutely a Bam game. Uh, I will say that he shot exactly 12 times. So <laughs> he ended up 8 of 12 uh, for the night, but... I love what we saw from him there. Like, I just think he was more decisive as a scorer, like we wanted to see. And you know how it is with Bam. Like, he's just – he has these games where he puts it together on the offensive end. He's like, wow, he, he's really showing that potential. Like, he's getting it – he's getting the buckets in all the different ways, including on his own, right, which I think is what you want to see. You want to see the variety. And, like, you just – you want to see him put together these games consecutively. But to see him just – you know, they're starting to come a little bit more often. You know what I'm saying? Like, he's on that right – trajectory and I, I what he does on defense like it, we don't even got to talk about it really because it's that obvious but it's just he is a monster he is a monster on the defensive end as it is and for him to be putting it together on offense it gets me really excited he looks really confident with the jumper when uh, guys like step back a little bit off of him and I just think they're really coming together especially that starting group I, I just think like they really found something there especially on the on the defensive end they have uh, really good chemistry together and I just think that group has it all figured out. And, you know, Jimmy and Bam rounded out at the top and they're both at the top of their game right now. So like, I can't match the the amount of guts, you know, I don't have that, I, I can't match it there. The, that analytic, you, you got me beat there after what you did, but I'm excited, man. Like I, I still feel pretty good about this team, even though they're so inconsistent, like we're, we're back in that theme. They, they lost a few and now they won right back and won three in a row. It's like a, it's like a cryptocurrency that makes you nervous every every other day, right? It's just up and down, just up and down. But uh, look, man, they're putting stuff together that I think matters, including Bam putting it together. And I just think it's a it's a good sign. Yeah, I mean, the defensive stuff uh, has happened all year, but the way it's happened in the last couple of games has just been suffocating in a way that um, I just feel like it's like they've revved up the intensity, even when Jimmy and Bam weren't out there. And to see the team whole tonight, um, to your point, like it has been up and down and, uh, you know, I'm hope trafficking and, and that's widely known. And that's just the lane that I, uh, you know, like to, to stay in. But I, I think that, um, uh, you know, if, if this season has told us anything, it's to expect the worst um, in terms of them going up and down, up and down. But with now 13 games left, I just feel like this is the moment where, they're going to be led by Bam and Jimmy on a consistent basis. And if they just get guys like Tyler Hero, and this is where I want to go next. Um, there's been loud noises nationally about Tyler Hero. Ethan, uh, I, you know, he referenced something uh, on a podcast with Ira, and we're not going to delve into much of that. But we were interested to see how he was going to step up tonight. And, um, you know, initially he looked a little hesitant but he still was poised and, and and getting you know he didn't make any big mistakes and things like that and then he really got going Alex what did you think of Tyler's performance coming back and uh it's been a little while since we've seen that Tyler I think he looked like ultra confident out there which is what you want to see from him 
And again, talking about guys being decisive with their shot, that's exactly what Tyler was tonight. Like you saw him, especially once he started going, I mean, once he started getting going there, especially towards the end of the game, like he was just firing off whenever he had the shot. And I wish we would see more of that from Tyler. You know, I was saying recently that I just think he needs to take more threes in general. I know I've said that other times throughout uh, this season, but I just think like that was his biggest strength when you drafted him. And although he's really good at operating in the mid range and, you know, coming off a curl and making stuff happen from there, he, he's gotten better at that since he's since being a rookie. I like, again, mixing it up. I just think if he could play a little bit more outside in instead of, you know, from the mid range out to the three, you know, from three to mid range, that's kind of how I would like Tyler to grow into his shot profile a little bit, just because like, I love what he has in the mid range game and how comfortable he is there, where if you get run off there, you got that. But if I think if you, if you're looking for it too much, it becomes a little bit predictable. And I just think like coming off the catch, you see a little bit of opening, you take that three. And I think, for sure, Spo, you know, uh, encourages him, but I just don't think it's in that same, to that same degree that they encourage Duncan to fire every single time. And so I like that Tyler was just a lot more decisive with the jumper today, wasn't hesitating as much, and he really got that confidence going. I think he needed this game. Uh, I love that you bring up this whole dynamic of uh, his shot profile in the mid-range versus getting it a little deeper. Um, shout out to Chef Trilly, who once uh, compared – Tyler Hero on Twitter to Rip Hamilton, uh, which I thought was a really interesting comp, player comp to make, uh, and that was recent. Um, but you're right. Like, when he goes five or five from six for three, it also do, just does something to him from a swagger perspective that's not quantifiable, and I know a lot of people will probably cringe when they hear me talk about that kind of stuff, but with him, I just feel like there's a confidence factor that's undeniable, and uh, we saw it tonight. So, um so all good things there. Uh, when we come back from the break, I want to get in more to what we saw on defense. And then uh, just we since we saw playoff rotations in this game, we're going to talk about the playoff implica implications as it relates to the standings with a couple updates. We'll get back to the episode in a second. Before we do, I want to tell you about another great sponsor of the Five Reasons Sports Network, and that, of course, is Manscaped.com. you got to use the promo code 5RSN, the number 5 RSN for this one to get 20% off your order and free shipping. Of course, Manscaped has the perfect package 3.0 for all of your below the waist grooming needs. They also have the new cologne with the same signature scent. I love saying this light approachable and genuinely in all the right ways. So you got to check it out. Manscaped.com. Again, 20% off when you use the code 5RSN. 20% off and free shipping with the code 5RSN. Got to say this, your balls and your body will thank you. And now back to the episode. Welcome back. So in, in this portion of the episode, uh, I really wanted to do a little bit of a deep dive on what we saw from the team tonight. Uh, well, really in both games, but particularly against San Antonio uh, with the defense, because I felt like um, the zone was almost. Um... This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. What's the first thing you'd do if you had an extra hour in your day? Go for a run, take a nap, maybe check the stats of the latest Miami Heat game? I've got a better idea. A lot of us spend our lives wishing we had more time. The question is time for what? If time was unlimited, how would you use it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important to you and make it a priority. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. I've benefited from therapy. I went through some life changes, major life events, had some difficulties, 
Wasn't a believer in therapy, but it helped me and it can help you also. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. So learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Miami Heat today to get 10% off your first month. Again, that's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Miami Heat. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. It, it, to me, I, I know that they, that they played it for stretches, but it almost felt like a fake zone. Like they were just like fake, like almost like faking them out. Uh, I, I can't even really articulate it. Alex, you're probably better at this than me. Like, what exactly did you see from Spo and the way that he mixed up the defensive schemes throughout the game? So I don't remember at what point exactly he started using his own, but he definitely brought it out a lot more this game than we've seen in recent stretches. We obviously saw a lot of it last year, and I think it's kind of been, you know, in and out of the, you know, of the coverages this year, especially after trade deadline when you kind of got more of those defensive pieces that you needed. I think we've seen it less. So it was cool to see that they're still good at it. I thought they did a really good job executing it tonight including the guards like Kendrick looked really comfortable there I thought Tyler and you know and Goron are as active as they can be and all of the by the way just all the guards in general tonight were pretty damn good even though not all of them shot as great as Tyler that like like I've said in other episodes it tends to be the theme that one of them is hotter than the rest but I just think overall as like complete you know playing on both ends of the floor they did a really good job and so what, what their zone is so aggressive and weird because like you saw that at some points they were starting off with like a full court press and then yeah. it would turn into a, it was like a full court press where it was a two, two, one zone. Obviously the two are all the way at the top of the, the other side of the court. And yeah. Then that's once why they, I had trouble tracking it. Exactly. Yeah. And then once they would flow back into a half court defense, it became a regular two, three, but then the, the the weird quirk that they that they've been doing for a while now is that they have the guys on the edge of, of the zone, the the two guys on the corners helping like aggressively. Like they'll leave the corner open, which I think is kind of one of the reasons you see some of these open looks. But I th- I just think they did they did a really good job of like executing the zone and coming back out to contest whenever those threes were there. And so, you know, it's one of those things where there's so much variance with three-point shooting that maybe on another night. Uh, a team might carve it up if they get hot from three. But I just think in general, the Heat didn't let them get hot, which is kind of important. And the threes fell for them uh, tonight. And I just hope, like, they get a lot of confidence from this type of win because it's like, damn, this is what we could be. This is what, we're, what we should be. I just think, like, that's how I look at them. I, I, I just know for sure that they look at themselves as that type of team. And I, I'm just glad to see them put it together like that. Yeah, no, I'm with you there. It's like uh, the defenses came through when we kind of thought this would be an offensive season. And now um, when Jimmy and Bam are back on the floor and firing on all cylinders, uh, you know, Duncan didn't have a particularly impressive game, but they're scared as hell that he's about to. And uh, and Kendrick Nunn, like, and back to your point about the guards on defense, like 
he he competed tonight and he stayed in front of guys and and he didn't have easy matchups so uh definitely uh want to shout him out there and um and I'll, I, it'll be interesting to see as they get into the playoffs um provided everything goes well knock on wood that uh you know how spo deploys that uh that whole trapping scheme and the gambling that's associated with it in a in a playoff series and and speaking of playoffs this is where i want to go next uh, i'm going to read a tweet by uh, a friend of our program and um uh, the co-host of the dunker spot podcast uh steve jones jr tweeted uh tonight i'll say it if the knicks can stay in the four or five matchup they are getting out of the first round those offensive stretches give me pause but i don't think you want to see them in a playoff series um the knicks have kind of had the team profile that the heat maybe expected to have this season it seems um in some kind of weird way i don't know that that's going to be sustainable Alex, are you buying what Steve Jones Jr. is saying about the Knicks there in the 4-5 matchup? I mean, just to update the standings, uh, the Knicks beat Atlanta tonight. Trey Young did get injured in the game, um, so uh, we'll see how quickly he can get back on the court. Hopefully it's soon. But now the Knicks are in the four spot, uh, and, um, you know, the Heat can still catch them, but the Knicks are playing really well. Are you, a, are, are you at all flinching at a New York matchup? I mean, if you're talking about it from a Heat perspective, no, I'm definitely not. Like, and you know we've we've been making Knicks jokes as as Heat fans forever and ever, right? Especially since they've just been so incompetent for the past couple of decades, for the most part. But no, I want to give them respect. I'm gonna give them some respect for the the team, the season that they've put together. It's been just a downright competent one, right? Like nothing too crazy, but they they've just been hovering around and kind of been over 500 for a little while now. I mean, they've had a solid ass defense. Like I'm looking at it right now, they're fourth in the league in defensive rating. So that sounds that, about that right. That effect is crazy, man. Yeah, and they're in the 21th on offense. So that sounds about right because I, I look at their roster yep. and, you know, especially with Tibbs, like you said, and it just doesn't look have the profile of a really good offensive team. But Julius Randle, like that guy just took a huge leap. It, it's not it's not a looter and a riot stuff. Obviously, they empowered him and kind of using him as their best scoring playmaker, which I think is different from how he's been used in the past. But he just has a way better three-point stroke. Like, he gets to it off the bounce now. He's obviously a really strong player. He's he's really good at getting to the basket and drawing fouls. He's even playing, like, really good defense. I just think the team as a whole is just solid, right? The Knicks are cool. I'm not afraid of them if I'm the Heat. Like, there's no shot. There's absolutely no shot you can get me to say, right, that I, the Heat should be afraid of them. I mean, they can they can push the Heat. That's for damn sure, especially if you're talking about a first-round series without Oladipo and you're just kind of playing on the margins and both teams. I mean, look, that, that, I wasn't old enough to watch those series, but that might be kind of reminiscent of the old 90s Heat-Knicks series, man, because both teams just struggling to score and just defending their asses off. Like, that would be a competitive series. But, look, the Knicks might uh, – they could, they could beat the Celtics. They could beat the Hawks. <laughs> Right. No. And like, I just like throwing that Celtic slander there, but the, I just want to say they're formidable. At any moment we can throw in Celtic slander, we are going to sneak it in, but you know, that Knicks heat matchup, if it became four or five would be really intriguing. I feel like it would rejuvenate that rivalry a little bit. And that is much needed. I think that the NBA is better if the heat and the Knicks are good. I guess that's just my biased opinion. And you're right. It would be an old school series. It would be a low scoring grinded out kind of matchup. So let's hope for that. Um, I want to quickly, because we saw 
um, Spo really get down to his playoff rotation. Like, uh, you know, when I talked about this being a BAM game against San Antonio tonight, had they had to play the starters the full game, BAM was like trending towards a 40, you know, burger. Like, it, he, he was balling. So, like, only did, because they had to pump the brakes um, late there do I think that he didn't have to, you know, necessarily push as much. But you look ahead in the schedule. They're at Atlanta on Friday. No Trey Young. He's not going to play this soon after what happened tonight. Back-to-back -back with Chicago, San Antonio again, which they've proven they can beat. Cleveland, Charlotte, Dallas, Minnesota, Boston twice. Um, and then Philly, Milwaukee, Detroit. I'm running through that quickly just so that we have some frame of context. To me, like all of those games seem winnable to me. So, um, Alex. I'm putting you on the spot. Where are the Heat finishing this season on on May seventeenth? Where will what seed will they be? This feels like they're gonna end up in the fifth seed again. I don't know why. I have no like mathematical reasoning behind that. Not, not any type of breakdown of their schedule versus any other team's schedule. For some reason, I've just felt this season like they're gonna finish like a fifth seed, and it still feels like they're on that trajectory right, just going up and down all season. And it feels like just they're just going to end up in that same exact seed that they were last year when they ended up getting to the finals of the fifth seed. Uh, and you know what? That's exactly what I want. Obviously, a, a fourth is preferred, right? Fourth seed is preferred, but you like home court advantage. But I just think they need to get into that four or five uh, bracket there because I think you want to avoid uh, potentially drawing Milwaukee or Brooklyn in the second round, especially Brooklyn, even with their, you know, health concerns. I just think you know, Philly is probably, and this is just my opinion. And you know me, I'm gonna talk. I'm gonna talk down on the Sixers. I just think they're the easier of the three. If you're talking about a Heat second round matchup versus one of those top three teams in the East, I think they have the best shot at the Sixers. And look, I just think they need to get there because this team is not right. Like this is not some team that's been elite all year, and you could just kind of guarantee uh, wins, right? Like they need to get to that four or five matchup but just make it as easy as themselves on possible like as possible like you might be able to draw the Knicks you might be able to draw the Hawks like these teams like I said are competent they're not terrible like they have been for the past couple of seasons but those are the teams you want in the first round all right yeah no you're right about that I mean we're, we're not scared of any of those teams and and as you look at the rest of the schedule like when you have like this um two games set with Chicago and both of them are in Miami. You got to get both of those damn games. You have a back-to-back -back set at Cleveland, at Charlotte, um, as, as well as Charlotte's played, you got to get those games because Dallas is going to come to town. Uh, you've got two games in Boston in, uh, you know, to close out the season, which is, you know, uh, just a product of this season. So, so that's going to be weird. So it's going to be interesting to see how they jockey for position. Cause I do think the four or five matchup is the most favorable for them. And uh, to me, so even if you get Boston, it is, yeah, even if, I, which obviously I, is the least you, the, the one you want least, but still like, give me that. Yeah, no, I'm with you. And also, um, you know, now with this James Harden news, um, I, I'm kind of inclined to think you think Philly ends up in, in that one spot. So that that's why you're trending on that four or five matchup. Yeah, they've been there and, you know, the, the Nets have their health concerns I don't know. I don't know. I hope they stay there and I hope that's where the heat can end up. Like the Nets thing is interesting, right? Cause if they just had these health concerns, like this whole time, ever since Harding got traded there, they've played what, like seven, 10 games together in total. So, you know, that's definitely a question. I just, you know, I don't want them in the second round regardless. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, I mean, I, I tweeted that about the seven games that they played together and somebody was like, well, you know, it's been even less with that with Oladipo in Miami and I had no reply for that. 
Um, but I'm with you. Like, let, let's do the, sure. let's eliminate the Knicks and then eliminate the Sixers and then eliminate the Nets and then see where we get. And there that's how I'm feeling to end tonight. Thank you for listening. We will be back the rest of the week with episodes, pregames, postgame shows. You know the drill. Uh, thank you for, for listening. Thank you for listening to The Five on the Floor on the Five Regional Sports Network.